This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what up? It's like in China. Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. I put on cologne today, even though I'm not going to see anybody physically and nobody's going to be near me to smell me. You don't wear cologne. Daniel. I do wear cologne. By the way, we're hanging out with you from home. Hi, beautiful human. Hi, Dan. Hey. I'm getting faster at this technology thing. Sophia Carson going to be hanging out with us any minute. Rick Dog Sanchez here too. Hey. Wow, nice hair. I had to do something with it today to feel somewhat human. And I don't even know if it's working, but we're going to go with it. (laughs) I think it's working. What do you think? Judge Sanchez's hair. Comment section (laughs) below. Uh, Our conversation today is brought to you by Total Wireless. Total Wireless, total confidence. There's never been a better time to make the move to uh, Total Wireless. We're going to put a link in the description below if you want to learn more. Sophia Carson, going to be hanging out with us at any second. She has a song (laughs) out with Rehab. Have you heard it, Dan? Of course I've heard it. I love you. Are you going to say that? Oh, sweet. No. Hi. I did it. Sorry, I was having a little trouble, but we're here. Hi. Oh my God, what's going on? I want to get out of here. I want to give you the full screen. What's up? You look beautiful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. As do you guys. The quarantine looks, uh, I mean, really great on you. By the way, Dan's here. (laughs) Ricky's here. Where are you right now? I'm home. I'm in LA with my sister. Uh, So, okay. Are we like, what, what phase of this are we in? Are we annoyed at each other? Are we loving each other deeply? Like so grateful that we, we both exist? I think it, I, I'm <laughs> so funny that you ask. Are you with siblings also? Is that what you're asking? Oh, no. I mean, just my dog. I, I'm getting closer with my animal than ever before. Yeah. I, dogs are such a blessing right now. I am so grateful that I'm with my sister. Truly, I can't imagine doing this by myself. Um, But I feel like when you're confined in a space with someone, I feel like it's natural to, right, to have like, some moments where you guys are a little bit annoyed, but mostly it's really been pretty, pretty great. Like Come it was on. my birthday on Friday and she like went all out, like filled the house with balloons and flowers and like made like a little cute menu of like what I would want to eat. And she cooked and it was like, it was really, really, really sweet. So um, she might disagree. She might tell you like, I want to kill her, but I'm <laughs> really happy to be with her. <laughs> How did you celebrate your birthday in the middle of a quarantine? Did you have like a, a Zoom video chat type? Yeah, I had a few Zooms. I had a few video chats. Um, I hung out with my sister and our dog Joey the whole day, which was pretty great. Cool. And um, it was kind of raining last week, as you guys know. But at one point on Friday, the skies kind of cleared and we just went on a drive to Malibu. And even though we couldn't get out of the car technically, just like to be by the water yes. and stuff was really nice. And just like the sunset. And yeah, I had Zoom calls, had Zoom parties. Uh, she baked a banana bread cake for me, which yeah. apparently is a thing now. Apparently, everyone's making banana bread. <laughs> Gotta make yeah. banana bread. It's, 
it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Bananas are thriving. They're having a moment. I mean, somebody has to have a moment in all of this, right? I guess so. Yeah, bananas are really having. I don't really know how to cook. My sister, thank God for her, because she's really keeping us alive. And she made banana bread. She was like, "That's what you do when you have, you know, bananas that are going bad." I was like, "Well, I I wouldn't have known that." So, learn something new every day. <laughs> have you learned anything new while in quarantine? Gosh, I get asked this all the time, Zach, and I, I feel like I should make up an answer and be like, yes, I've learned like a new language Don't or something, but I've learned how to cook. But I haven't. I really haven't learned anything new. Actually, I take that back. I learned how to hard boil eggs. That's a life skill if I've ever seen one. I don't Dan, think that takes much work. Dan, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, but it's a big one for me. <laughs> Because I don't know how to cook. Like this, the, the kitchen is a is a is a place of uh, sphere for me. <laughs> so um, that was a big one. But that's about it. That's all I've learned. But that's how about you? Survival. Oh no, I've yeah, I've learned nothing, and and, <laughs> and that's okay because the truth is nobody, nobody whatsoever should be pr- putting pressure on themselves yeah. to shine and overperform and overdo it i mean there's a lot going on it's a lot to process it's a lot to unpack so yeah i agree everybody's gonna deal with this stuff at their own pace and i think this concept of putting pressure on people to find out new 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 aspects of themselves and to become geniuses and learn 17 languages and do whatever i don't know i mean Use that as a moment of self-discovery and for priorities to realign because like you really start to understand what is important in life and what what you need and what you don't need. Um, I do wish I was with family though. That is the one thing. That's tough, Zach. I'm sorry. You're alone. You know what? I got my dog. Dan sits in an apartment with no lights, Sophia. He has the worst. Yeah, I'm all alone and I'm thriving. I got to be okay, honest. I'm having, I'm, for you. I'm having a great time. No, I, no, don't speak for me. I know what I'm going through. <laughs> I'm having a blast over here. <laughs> so what does your day look like? Well, I wake up and I work out and then I just start working and watch YouTube yeah. videos all day. Yeah, my sister's loving it too. Like she's thriving. Mm-hmm. She's really, really, really happy. She's also working from home. And also it's a blessing that we can work from home, right? Let's say that first. Yes. Um, so, you know, our lives continue at home. But the first week it was hitting me, I feel like it was hitting a lot of us. And I was like, what does this mean? The global quarantine, a global pandemic, all those things sound so surreal. And, you know, my job as a musician, and as an actor, always involves people. So obviously everything was put on hold. All my shows, my tour, you know, shooting, et cetera. Um, but my sister's kind of been like Dan. She's like taking it as positive as possible. And she works from home. She works out, does, goes about her day. She's not working. She's watching, you know, YouTube or something on Netflix. And then with her dog. And she's just like really taken it really well and I'm like I really it's great to have that example next to me right Rather yeah that's stability freaking out that stability yeah um so I admire that good for you Dan well but before this did you ever get to spend a lot of time at home because you're always on the road yeah that's the thing and I also don't do well like not working a lot do you know what I mean like I love the go 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 of the life that I live so I guess I was like we're all forced to just for a second breathe and the world is was kind of like forcing us to just take a second and like Zach said everything that really matters comes to light like on my birthday you know 
it was a, it's a weird thing to celebrate anything during this time. And I really didn't think, you know, it was going to be a big thing, but it, it ended up being one of the probably the most special days of my life because you realize how blessed we really are, that all we have is our family and our health and love. Yeah. And as cheesy as it sounds, I've always heard that like love conquers and love travels, but I really felt that on Friday. I was like, I'm here, my family's on the other side of the world, but I felt loved. And I think that's such a powerful and such a beautiful thing. Speaking of love, you have a great Speaking record out now. I oh, love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great song. I mean, thank you. When you read the lyrics for the first time and you're in that studio, who are you thinking about? Who are you singing to? Who do you, like what 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 life do you attach to those lyrics to make to just make the performance come to life, you know? Because yeah. obviously it's your song now. It is. Yeah, when you know, when Rehab and I started brainstorming music to collaborate together, he had this track uh, and it wasn't finished yet for a song called I Love You. And immediately the first verse captured me. And when I finished writing the song, it just, it was just real and honest. And, you know, it was, I wanted it to be a song dedicated to every broken heart in the world who's ever fallen in love with a love that doesn't love them back, which is all of us, unfortunately, yeah. or most of us at least. And what I've always wanted with my music is for it to just be honest and a true representation of, sorry, I was getting a call, a true representation of my heart. And that's what this song is. So those lyrics are real and they're based on my truths. And I think that's why it's been, so beautiful to see how people have connected to it in a way that no matter where they are in the world or what language they speak, we can all be connected by this one feeling, um, which is pretty cool. By the way, like a record like that, it, I've listened to all the different forms of it, the acoustic, the remixes a few yeah. different times. I mean, it, it's great. It, it, it's very powerful no matter how you hear it, which is a That's, testament to a great song. Yeah, totally. Whenever we're, whenever I'm writing a song, I tr I strip it down first to make sure that it can be sung, like it can hold its ground acoustically, because that's when I feel that's like the, the test of a true song. And I, I actually, my favorite way of singing the song is acoustically. It's the way you can really understand emotion. You can feel it. You know what I mean? But yeah. and every, anything else just kind of builds off of it or strengthens totally. it. A record like that, I feel like it is has to be defining for at least where you might be going with the rest of your music, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's de it was definitely what I felt was an introduction to like the next phase of my music. And it's been a while since I've released music and I have a lot of solo music coming up first. This felt like kind of a transitionary period. Um, and yeah, it felt like a real kind of guide as to where I'll be going next, which is, you know, my heart is always light and just like really beautiful melodies. And storytelling you know just make it like for me the story is first and foremost mm -hmm. telling a real and honest story that's kind of guided by this beautiful melody with some rhythmic production which is kind of what i always love to do can you tell me about the lyric i know you think of her when i'm lying next to you is that <laughs> something you've experienced yourself um that lyric in particular thankfully no i haven't experienced that in particular uh, but i have imagined it 
don't know why, but <laughs> I have, I, like, whenever I write songs, even when I was little, I would write songs about these tragic situations, even if they had, love situations, even if they hadn't happened to me, um, to kind of picture what that would feel like. And I know so many of my friends have been through that, um, whether it's been cheated on or whatever it might be, that you know that that person that's with you is thinking of someone else. And that is just seems like the most painful thing in the world. But um, I have, you know, experienced maybe wanting someone who didn't particularly want me at that moment. So it's come close, I guess. At that moment. Sorry, that was my dog. It's but okay. At that moment. <laughs> It doesn't mean you didn't eventually, you know, get what you wanted. Um, actually, thinking back, no, I, I don't think it was meant to be. I don't think it was meant to be, for whatever reason. Is it crazy to you to think that, like, you were at UCLA, um, like being a French major, doing all the stuff, acting, you know, obviously Austin and Alley back in 2014. It's been really quite a whirlwind, hasn't it been? Like over the past yeah. few years, like really thinking about it between Descendants and music and uh the, the babysitters like there's been a lot of stuff yeah there's been a lot i mean when you when i met you it was in the very beginning it was like right when love is the name had just come out and i think descendants had just come out that was the year that everything really changed because right before that i was like you say i was a, a student obviously working my butt off for many years to try and make this happen at the same you know like yeah. 10 years before this happened um but then when it did happen, when I got Descendants and Love is a Name, everything just like my whole life changed. And yeah, it was from Descendants to, you know, three Descendants movies, Adventures in Babysitting, A Cinderella Story, uh, The Perfectionist, now the Netflix movie, over four years plus music. And then now Revlon happened as well. Like when I look back, it's like it's been such a dream. Like I think back at what, I, what I, we've been able to do and it's really literally is like a dream come true it's so surreal it's so surreal has there been a moment like i mean i feel like this quarantine lifestyle this quarantine period it, it maybe has given a moment to like at least go back and think about everything because when you're in the middle of all that you really have to go quick because it, it's like how do you move from one to the next to the next so you don't slow down you keep growing you get to where we're at yeah. today so it's hard to really soak in every moment and actually appreciate some of the most incredible stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. And, and you know, it's, sometimes it's easier to just kind of go, go, go and not think about it. Yeah. But when you get to sit down and look back and you realize, you know, what a beautiful journey it's been. It's really like the other a few I was in an email chain the other day where, you know, there's a project that. I'm going to be a part of, and they're putting together a reel, and they were like, oh, I'm looking through some performance footage. Like, can you send me your footage from Coachella? And I was like, oh, my God, I performed at Coachella. <laughs> or they were like, can you back footage of when you performed in that stadium in Mexico? And I was like, oh, my God, like, we've done all of this. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> crazy. I still, like, a part of me still feels like, you know, the the girl who was still dreaming about this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a part of me forgets that I've done all of, not forgets, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> weren't you a part, weren't you a part of the Lion King movie too? Yeah. Even that. See, how did I not mention that? I was part of the Lion King soundtrack. Like, 
Whoa, I forgot. Yeah, that's crazy. I did Circle of Life, but in Spanish for The Lion King last summer when I was shooting for Netflix, which both of those statements just sound like unreal. (laughs) (laughs) You also know three languages, English, French, Spanish. Like that is... You win in almost any situation, dude. No, not in the kitchen or in bike riding. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Communication, traveling, the ability to... Hold and then utilize knowledge. Very impressive. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate it. It's you guys are good. Cool. You go. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll hype you up because like you deserve it. Those who deserve hype, you know, should get it. Um, what was I about to say? Because it, it is one like to think about Coachella, to think about Lion King. I mean, and it also like those two things bring me back like in this very moment from home, like. What does the future of Coachella look like? What do, I mean, we kind of understand like what the future of a totally. movie premiere looks like, but like, what do you get? What I'm saying? Like, what is? Yeah. What absolutely. is the next one of those? I, I don't know because I was I was on the phone the other day with my team and and they were saying you know the, that you know concerts are going to change like there's going to be caps as to how many people can like those shows yeah. that used to be a hundred thousand people forty five thousand people probably won't be and I was like. I can't imagine a future as an artist without being able to perform in a stadium. I mean, it's bizarre to think that that could be our reality. Yeah, it is. It is. It is bizarre. There's never been anything like it. It's hard to wrap no. my mind around. It's, yeah, it's really sad. I mean, hopefully yeah. positive energy only. Yeah, we'll figure it absolutely. all out, you know. But like, who knows? But the, the truth is, yeah. there is an unknown, and there's going to be a lot of innovation that goes in, that's involved in figuring out. Yeah. What the, 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 the proper path forward is to keep yeah. live events alive. Um, Absolutely. Descendants, such an incredible series and property that has touched, I mean, like tens of millions, if not like a hundred million plus kids all across the globe. Yeah. They thought there'd be nothing like High School Musical ever again. <laughs> And then I dis- thought so. <laughs> but Descendants is pretty close, no? Yeah, it's that's what that's what they're calling it, I guess, for this generation, which is crazy. I could probably even make the case that's a little bit bigger. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I yeah, is there, crazy to say that, but yeah, it is, right. Like, I mean, I never saw the international success, at least maybe firsthand from High School Musical. But my question is, is there the ability or the power to like do that again, like? Could lightning strike three times or was there something really special within Descendants that just will never be able to be duplicated? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I can answer that question. I think that's exactly what happened with Descendants. Lightning struck three times and it was magical from start to finish. And for us as well as the people living it and creating it, it was, I mean, for me, it was my first job. It was my first movie. So just that was so magical and for it to have become what it has become and even now it'll be almost a year since the third movie came out and still I feel like it grows every day more and more and more beloved and it's been one of my greatest honors of my life to play Evie and to be a part of this franchise because like you've said we've had the privilege of touching hundreds of millions of kids and you know Evie especially has touched so many girls with her story of girl power and how we're not just a pretty face and to freaking break every glass ceiling and mirror and to educate yourselves like that 
is it as an honor and a privilege so I don't know if lightning would strike again there'd be something else like it I'm sure there would be for the next generation but you know this the beauty of this is that not only is it an incredible franchise but it's part of like Disney history right so we will forever be part of this fairy tale which is crazy and that's the last time I saw you was actually at Disneyland it was for a Descendants event is that the last time? I feel like it was. Maybe it was. Oh, that's a long time ago. Was it? I mean, was it over like the, maybe a summer? Yeah, I mean, it was. was I've wait, lost all track of time. I don't this, know what date. Descendants three. Yes. So it was last. Must have been last time. There was like uh, it was very cool. It, it must like have a, been a year ago, like a fan fest, right? Yes. I was wearing. I think I was wearing pink, like a pink, pink. I remember that, like yeah, pink denim. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. That was a year ago, Zach. Almost exactly a year ago. Do you think there's more of the? Of time. Do you think there's more of that story to be told, or do you think that th- the three movies is good? Do you think there could be spinoffs? I mean, the thing is, it's such a big, big universe. Like this could go on forever. Like there's so many descendants. Um, as far as you know, the original descendants. I don't know if there's more. You know, it's for us. It's really hard to imagine doing anything without Cameron. So I think for us, that's where um, our heart lies. But it's. You know, it's open to so much imagination. What you just said, I don't know if it would be the same without him. It really wouldn't. There'd be, there's it no wouldn't. way. You can't even think about no, it. You can't even think there's, about it. That's the thing. I can't even think about it. The thought is, like, too difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have an album coming up? Like, what are we working <laughs> on here? Because clearly we well, have yeah, a great record with Rehab, but, like, it needs to lead to something more. Yeah, it's leading to a lot more. Tons of music. Um, I spent the last year, actually up until quarantine, I was in the studio almost every day um, working on a lot of music that I have coming up next. So very soon music is coming. Do you understand what story you're trying to tell overall or is it changing with every song? No, I I know the story. It's pretty coherent. Um, And my story, it's always rooted in love. Um, falling in and then falling out of love and what that story is. But um, I know, yeah, I know the story. And it's coming to life more and more every day. Is that love of all types? Platonic love? love? I mean, I think for me, it's these songs are love, love. Uh, you know, falling in love with someone, the process of heartbreak, and then potentially maybe never getting over them, kind of. Um, but yeah, for me, it's always been... At least this time around, it's about love, love, not platonic love. Do you have to love to be able to write about it? Yeah. I don't think so, because when I was, maybe, I mean, I don't think so. I remember when I was 14 or, fi- no, 15, I was in the studio, uh, one of my first times in the studio, and I was with some songwriters in L.A., and my mom was there with me as well, because we had just started doing this, and I was apparently writing a song that was really tragic. And the songwriter goes outside to the waiting room and talks to my mom. And, and he's like, I think something's wrong with your daughter. And my mom's like, what do you mean? And she's like, I think someone really, really broke her heart. Like, I think you should speak to her. And my mom just starts cracking up because I had never even kissed a guy. Like, I had never even come close to dating someone. But in my mind, I don't know if it was coming off of all the songs I had learned growing up or... <laughs> movies or film, whatever it was I had imagined all these scenarios in my mind so before I really even fell in love I was already writing about love so I don't know if it's just something that we as humans know 
um, that we can write about. Obviously, it becomes so much more real when you have been through it, but I don't, I don't know if it's necessary. Sometimes it might even be better to dream about what love could be than writing from that perspective. Actually, whenever I write, um, the majority of the time, I can't write based off of specific instances in my life. I have to kind of imagine the scenarios. Um, and that's always more fun for me to write. I wonder if, like, idealizing love or whatever, I don't even know if that's a word. Yeah, that is. Um, but, like, I wonder if doing all that makes it harder to spot actual love in <laughs> real life. You know what I mean? Because you have this incredible yeah. imaginary standard of what it should be, what it should feel like, what it should look yeah. like. And it's true. My whole life, I always thought, like, there's no way it can actually feel like the songs. Like, you can't actually feel like a part of you it goes when they leave you. Like, those those feelings can't be real. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, I don't like talking too much about my personal life, but sometimes those feelings are real. So, like, you know, I don't know. Everybody copes with things in their life very differently. You know what I mean? And I think that's yeah. all aspects of life, whether it's good things that have happened, meh things that have happened, or bad things. Yeah. And some people, they need to take pen to paper, whether it's a poem or a song. or totally. And it needs, like, it's a, it's a way of putting a releasing. period on it. Yeah, releasing it. Yeah. And, and, and moving on from it. Or, or at least processing it. I have felt I'm not good at... Um facing my emotions head on like I'm really good at avoiding them or putting them away somewhere I understand so I that you understand that <laughs> so I think that's why I usually can't write about things because it's too real but I've always found that I write a song and then I finish it and even though when I was writing it I wasn't writing about something specifically I finish it and I'm like holy shit, this is about him or this is about that this is, and, but I didn't realize when Good. I was writing. Yeah. Like there's one that I just wrote right before we went to quarantine where I was like, so into it. I was imagining this whole scenario. And then when I finished, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what happened. But I, I wasn't conscious of it. But ultimately you did confront how you felt. I totally, totally. And I said everything that I didn't say. Yeah. See, and then you have a song to send to somebody one day or. <laughs> or yeah. not. Yeah, or not, or totally, or not, you know? <laughs> or they'll just hear it and be like, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or they're going to be like, oh, great. A song oh, about great. me feels good. Yeah, yeah, or like, oh, she actually did like me, but just never told me. Yeah. Just story of my life. Well, and, but, yeah, by the way, like, whose fault is that? And maybe the, the, the jury can weigh in here. If somebody doesn't know that they... Is it on you, the person who has feelings for somebody, to say, hey, I like you, or are hints enough? And if somebody doesn't pick up on the hints and then you move on, because that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, like, I guess so. I don't do you know. have an what obligation you, what if you feel, feel a certain way towards somebody to, to, to say it out outright? I mean, I've always felt that the hints are enough. <laughs> Yeah. I've never been one to be like, hey, I like you. But um, maybe the hints are so subtle and you're making. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I might be the wrong person to answer this. What do you guys think? I'm usually just up for the hints. And then I'm like, well, if they didn't get it, 
Well, that's my problem too, because yeah. but, but sometimes, like deep down, I feel like I'm I'm like holding like I'm holding back from love. Do you get what I'm saying? Like my hints yeah. are so subtle, and sure. they're subtle because I secretly don't want it, but ultimately, yeah, like, you're part- protecting yourself at the same time, right? You're like, mm. so I get it. I'm on the same page. But then, like, yeah, are we then keeping like in our fear of being vulnerable? Are we yes not allowing ourselves that you know, like I don't know. Yes, don't we're know. not allowing love to come in. You guys are scared of love. You're both scared mm. of love. Zach, we're scared of love. I, I knew it for a minute. You know, I'm a 27 year old virgin. I am terrified oh, of love. God. Any sort of intimacy, I'm just get it away from me with a thousand foot pole. It's scary. <sighs> it's scary. It, it, it shouldn't be scary though, right? I mean, it shouldn't be. It's such a human thing. But it is scary because, you know, love always ends in heartbreak. Or that's not always. Not um, always. Yes, it does. Not because in a, Yes, it is. You could love some somebody way. for a very long time and eventually someone's going to die. See, in some way okay. it's going to end in heartbreak. As awful as that sounds. Yeah, like, but, like, even if it's... but that's a part of life. Life is loss. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And what's that saying? It's more beautiful to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Totally. I agree. Or what's that? Do you guys know the movie Moulin Rouge? Yes, of course Favorite I do. Movie in the world, and the quote that's the greatest thing we'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Exactly. You guys gotta just go out there and just do it. I'm gonna get that as a tram stamp on my lower <laughs> back. Please. <laughs> just right there, right over my toes. Please. <laughs> uh, the one other question I had is: is that that's you that posts the uh, eleven eleven all the time, right? Yeah. That's me. Why do you post that? Make wishes. That's Why a stupid question, Dan. No, maybe there's another meaning behind it. Let her answer. <laughs> um, to be honest, a few years ago, I kept my mom and I kept seeing 1111 come up on her phone. And whenever it would happen, at least in our minds, it was because we thought like the stars were aligning in a way or like something would happen right after. And we were like, that's so crazy. Like, what a coincidence that we kept seeing all these 1111s and then... I don't know. Uh, I thought something big happened career-wise or family-wise, whatever it was, something good happened. So it just became like our thing, like 11-11, make a wish always to me is like some sort of comfort or gives hope. Um, I don't know. I like to believe in a little bit of, it's nice to believe in a little bit of magic in the world sometimes. And that 11-11, make a wish has always just been like a special thing for me, my mom and my sister. So yeah, well, dude, make wishes at eleven eleven four twenty. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of great numbers. Uh, right. What is ILY four one three three one four one three one four four three? One, four, three. Which I love you. Well, I love you. Oh my god, I did. I is one letter. Love is four, and you is three. My dad sends it to me every morning. One four three. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. So when it's one forty three, you can also make a wish. <laughs> oh, I like that. Boom. <laughs> that will, maybe we'll wish for love. Oh my, sister, I've been we'll wishing. Wish I've been praying. Be open to love. I, I, yeah. Well, that's by the way. First step is really mentally preparing oneself for the yeah. potential of being vulnerable, both emotionally and physically, with somebody. Yeah. And um, and then from there, who knows? But uh, right now, I'm I'm afraid that this quarantine has really. It's really put a stop to that. Sophia Carson, I am convinced that I'm going to be a virgin forever because nobody wanted to touch me pre-corona. 
Now everybody has a medical government issued excuse to not touch me. I'm screwed. Mm, Zach, Zach, Zach. Well, something that's not so depressing as Zach's life right now. <laughs> we talked about Disney and we talked a lot about singing, but we didn't talk about the Disney family sing along that you're going to be a part of. I am. I am. Isn't that so cool? It's and so, there's like so, so many amazing people that are going to be part yes. of it, including you. I know. Thank you. What are you singing? I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Has it been has it been announced what we're all singing? I know there Let's was see. a set list release. I know Ariana's doing the song from Hercules. Um, I'll say it to guys. Googling it. Yeah, Google. <laughs> okay, while we're Googling excited. that. <laughs> you also do a lot of work with UNICEF, and obviously yeah. everything that's happening right now has to be taking a toll. Do you guys have something planned for when everything's done? When yes, we can like go well, back actually, to traveling? That for sure. I was supposed to actually be in Africa this month with UNICEF. But um, what we've been doing while we've been in quarantine, the first week that we all went into quarantine, I launched a campaign with UNICEF called Spread Hope with Sophia. Um, because the most important thing that I felt like I could do right now was to help in some way, whether that is spreading hope or raising funds. So all the funds from this campaign go towards our first responders, our heroes, doctors and nurses who desperately need supplies to literally fight this and survive it at the same time. So it's been really beautiful to be able to work with them on this. UNICEF is such an incredible organization. I'm so, so honored to be able to be a part of it in, in this way. And it's been so cool to see like fans responded in such a beautiful way, guys. Like some fans hosted Instagram lives themselves. And every time somebody sent a blue heart, they would donate a dollar. So like oh, they would donate. It was so beautiful. Um, it's just been, I don't know about you guys, but you know, social media has its things, but right now I feel like it's been such a beautiful place of like hope and positivity and amusement sometimes, but it's, I don't know, it's been so cool to see how the world has never been more united and more equalized ever in history. And, um, so yeah, that's what I've been working on with the NSF right now. And as soon as it's all over, I'll continue to travel and, and, you know, go back to hopefully, um, what we had planned. And by the way, what you're saying is so important. Uh, I, we're going to come out of this a more positive society, a more kind society. Uh, just, I don't know. I, I think it's going to really, again, it's reshifting all of our priorities in every Everything. single fast of life. Everything. Also breaking news, Sophia Carson going to be a part of the High School Musical reunion. We're all in this together. Uh, Kenny Ortega oh. going to be doing it. How exciting. Isn't that cool? Come on. We are Crazy. all in this together. That is one of the greatest songs to ever be written, exist ever, ever. ever. But like it was every time I've been doing like, a, you know, a virtual radio tour, I mm. guess per se. So I've been doing IG lives and stuff with stations. And I find myself almost every time mistakenly saying we're all in this together, <laughs> quoting High School Musical because we really are. And it's like, what a beautiful thing that this company, Disney, has like gifted us with these songs that... In moments like this, you realize, like, wow, like, literally, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what language you speak, the color of your skin, who you love, it doesn't matter. We're literally all living this exact same thing, and we're all in this together. Yes. So when Kenny called me last week, and he was like, I would love for you to be a part of this, I was like, of course. <laughs> like, this is a dream. Like, I grew up singing this song, and to be able to sing it for the world in a moment like this is such an honor. Such an honor. I'm so excited. Have we rearranged the song at all? Is it going to be the original tempo? What are we doing? Are you doing the dance? Do you know the moves? Do you need me to coach you? 
<laughs> Coaching would be great. That'd be great. I am really good, and I know how to do those pumps from down, deep down. The Got a pump. big, you know, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all in this together. I can oh, do yeah. it, but I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to. Let wanna... me call Penny. I think, I think we could use your help. Oh, my God. Ooh. You know, uh, starting to get clumped. <laughs> I got to go. Sophie Carson, you're amazing. Thank you so much for giving us your energy <laughs> over this, this Skype Thank Twitter you. machine thing. I, I really of appreciate course. it. I love you guys. I can't wait for this to be over and we can do this in person. Love yes. you too. Please come and hang out with us around album time. I will. Sending you I and your love sister to. love. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye, guys. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.